welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up, guys? Ryan here. Uh, as you can see, I forgot to turn off this little uh, banner at the bottom of the screen there because I was messing around with my new streaming software. But hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm with one of my good friends, John Casto. What's up, John? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, man, I'm glad you could make it. We've been friends. We've known each other for over 10 years, man. How crazy is that? It doesn't feel like it's been 10 years. No, no I, I remember uh, some crazy times when we lived together and before that, too. We won't go into those today, of course. We don't need to share any stories about that. But, um, you know, John and I did actually live together in college for a year. Um, good times. Yeah, man. <laughs> Anyways, man, I'm excited to uh, to bring a new, I don't know if I want to say new concept, but to talk about drop shipping through Shopify today with my subscribers, followers, you know, whatever you want to call it, my, you know, people that have been with me while I talked about my passive income journey since the beginning. Um, I don't normally talk about Shopify and AliExpress drop shipping because honestly, I don't do it. So really, I want to use this as like a Q&A where I could learn from you kind of the ins and outs, figure out like who it's appropriate for, who who should be considering starting dropshipping if they're interested, et cetera. Yeah, man, I got some questions for you because I know a lot of my followers from the dropshipping Shopify space are interested to hear and learn more about Amazon. So it'd be really cool for both of our groups. For sure, man. We did just have that call, what was that, like a week ago, talking about kind of the complementary aspect or nature of dropshipping versus potentially something like FBA and maybe taking some of your successful products and like selling them through... Uh, on Amazon, basically. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. So I guess just to get started, like, who, wh- what would you say, like, who is drop shipping appropriate for? Like, who should be considering starting drop shipping? Like, what kind of requirements would you say there are? Honestly, I, I believe it's for anyone that wants to create an online business to start, at least, you know, what you're going to find, just like any business you go into, there's going to be things you love about and things you hate about it. And it may not be the right thing for you, but it's a very easy way to get started because uh, like, I don't know, Amazon or FBA, like basically at all, even though you've explained it to me probably 20 times. Um, but from my understanding, a lot of other businesses, and I actually own a, a retail business as well, a gym, uh, require more of an upfront investment. Right. So the, the beautiful thing that is so attractive about Shopify dropshipping with Facebook is that basically your only risk and cost are your initial subscriptions with your store and then the ads you run. And if you make sales, which I hope you do, then mm-hmm. the, the products, but you're not buying ten thousand, five thousand dollars of inventory of something that may not sell. Right. So I think that's why what's so attractive about it. And obviously you could do it from anywhere. Right. That's another great point. Yeah. Um that's the dream, right? What do we call that? It's not solopreneur, but um, isn't there like a word for like where you can work from anywhere? I call um, it time freedom. Do what okay. you want, where you want, when you want. With who Digital you nomad. I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the dream, right? That's what we're all kind of chasing. Um, I guess I'm at a point now where if I wanted to, I could do that to some extent. Um, I'm more of a desktop person though. When I, I'm always at my computer and I have a desktop with like four monitors. So the thought of like living that that digital nomad life, traveling and using a laptop to me kind of scares me. But um, <laughs> keeping it real. I love it. Uh, but that was a good point, though, man. Like the monetary requirements to start drop shipping through Shopify are pretty much on par with like starting what I call drop shipped print on demand where it's a similar model, like we're listing products for sale that we do not own. We don't own the inventory. And after a sale, you know, the money's kind of locked in. Then we have the um, added advantage of like then producing the product and shipping it, you know? Right. So it's, yeah. less, it's less risk, which is what people, what's, what's so attractive about doing business today in general. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, but the one thing I'd say is the difference is, um, uh, Like my most successful day selling print on demand was probably, I think the aggregate sum was just a hair under like $8,000 revenue. And you obviously were able to crack the $35,000 mark in a single day. And I know that that was the title and we should probably just talk about that upfront early on because I know that's why a lot of people that are watching, what's up guys, by the way, 
Um, drop me a comment, say what's up. Hit that like button if you want to do us a favor. Um, we're going to be dropping some knowledge. But yeah, why don't we go ahead and just talk about that story, the story behind the $35,000 in one day. Well, it, what's interesting is that it, it came from a lot of uh, failures. So I don't want to go into this painting a picture that you, you find a product, you test it on your first go, and like you're going to bang out 35K in one day. Just, Dude, there's two ways we could talk about it. There could be like... <laughs> John sitting in front of a Lamborghini talking about how he makes 35K a day, pretending that it's all profit and trying to mislead people. And then there's the way that like we're actually going to do it, which is keeping it real about that. It's not all like, you know, just everything's not a success. It's not all profit. There's a thing called revenue and a thing called profit. They're different. We always want to be transparent and upfront. That's one thing that like John and I both do. So to, to backtrack a little bit, I started, I found, I didn't have anything that was turning a profit for, from Black Friday until mid-December. Like everything, I was just in testing mode, right? And I started testing this one product. I'll tell you what it was. It was a simple inflatable light pillow. It contours at like an angle. So basically if you have back pain or you need to elevate your legs for some reason, you literally just it fits the angle of your legs propped up fairly comfortably. You can obviously just use a pillow, but some people love to buy shit, right? Mm -hmm. So I started testing it uh, probably December 12th, 15th, and it, it did well for a couple days. And then my ad account got disabled, which if you right. get to drop yeah. something at some point, you'll know, you'll learn all about. When you say testing, do you want to just elaborate a little bit? Like if there's people in the chat or watching, and by the way, this is going to be, the replay is going to be available. So this will get, you know, thousands of views. So for the people like me that haven't drop shipped, do you want to just elaborate on what you mean by testing? Yep. How technical do you want me to go with, with numbers? Uh, probably just high level. This isn't a how-to. We can always schedule a how-to in the future. <laughs> Perfect. So so basically I, I did a initial test, maybe... 60 to 100 bucks a day looking for the best creatives, right? Creatives, of course, mean the combination of ad copy, video, and then the thumbnail that overlays it, right? So okay. what I'm looking for was what was going to give me the lowest cost, highest click-through traffic, basically the cheapest uh, traffic possible, okay? I did that initial test for four to five days, and this is the same process we teach all of our students and basically anyone that asks me how I do what I do, right? And after we found our best creatives, we moved into testing different audiences, which in Facebook is going to be your interests, right? So we ran that for another four to seven days. So we're getting close to a couple of days before Christmas and things were looking really good. Like numbers are really strong. Like I was for every dollar I was spending on a good day, I was getting three to five dollars back, which was amazing especially for for the margin and everything yeah, just being profitable initially right before yep. you start like really scaling it's a huge huge indicator that's a good in, that's a good like concept just to share that um you know you're paying for the visibility and i guess like and this is something i'm just speaking to like what i've heard on other other sources basically that like if you're running the initial tests you're not even expecting profitability sometimes you're really just kind of seeing if you can convert yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, it's a huge indicator if you do find profits, but you're looking for other metrics. Like, I, and I'm not going to go into detail with metrics because like, yeah. like we said, we're not going to right? yeah, Exactly. But uh, things looked extremely strong. And then actually it was the day before Christmas, it was Christmas Eve. And I was like, man, I was chatting. I've got a WhatsApp group of a bunch of other crazy gunslinging drop shippers. And I was like, guys, like these numbers. You got to get me in that group. I, I will definitely add you in that group, man. <laughs> Um, and I messaged them. I was like, Hey guys, what do you, what do you think about this? Like, I think it's worth scaling. And I was like, I wonder, I couldn't even remember last year. Cause I knew I had a product that I was scaling about this time, but I couldn't remember if Christmas was like a peak, a peak day or a low day. And one of the guys that I, that I'm pretty connected with, he's like, dude, just go for it. If it's a good product, they'll sell. I was like, yeah, you're right. So I just, I scaled up in one ad account and we went to like 10 K in a day on Christmas. Nice, man. We think like everyone's with their families. On Christmas. Yeah. What's wrong with people, guys? Put your phones down. <laughs> so, of course, I, I like basically doubled it the next day. And it, and it like yes. I doubled the spend and the revenue jumped with it proportionally. Nice. So, yeah. So, so at that point, um, for about 10 days, I just kept working my ad accounts. I scaled across multiple ad accounts. Each one, I think on our biggest day, we spent probably like, we did over forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I was about to ask someone in the comments asked, uh, "What's your budget for testing?" I'm trying to be better about watching the comments and getting to the questions because this is my, now my third live stream ever, 
and I'm going to keep practicing until I get really good. Last yesterday, I didn't answer like any of the questions. So I'm going to just kind of cut you off with the questions every now and then. No, you're good, man. I just pulled up the live chat so I can get a peek too. Cool, um, cool. When it, when it comes to testing, like you want to go into testing most products, knowing you're going to put at least two to 300 bucks in, but keep in mind, as you get better at product collection, you're going to see some money come back. So it's not like you're going to burn 300 bucks every product you you push. You're going to spend at least 300 bucks or so, give or take, and then you're going to see some sales come back depending on how good the product is and your creatives and everything. Okay, good to know. Also, also that those numbers are going to scale up with your product price point, right? So if I'm selling, I typically sell like lower ticket, 15 to 20 dollar items in bundles and or up to 40 to 50 bucks because i know the metrics really well like i like i know it's going to cost me anywhere from 10 to 15 maybe 10 to 20 bucks to make a sale so i can really gauge and you gauge quicker and you get that with experience you get that with experience and also it's, it's going to come in a higher volume right the lower the price point you're going to sell more of them the higher the price you're going to you're typically going to sell less of them so it's nice uh, especially at the start to to start with the lower ticket items it's also motivating too because you see things selling, right? It's very unmotivating if that's the right word. Once uh, you you know um, if you're selling something for a hundred bucks and you have to spend like three to four hundred to really gauge if it's even going to sell. Yeah. Right. And do you usually see some ROI on the uh, initial spend? I mean, like I don't know. I guess like I'm asking kind of at scale. You've been doing this for a while, like you know, because you're going to scare some people away. But it's I mean, obviously we want to be transparent, so. Um, if we, if we tested 10 products, what are you thinking? Like a breakdown of a realistic, I guess it's really probably going to be random, but it is three out of 10, maybe like three to five, you're going to lose some money on, um, two to three, you'll break even just about, and you could decide Yeah, because it also gets to the point where you got to decide if you, if it's ready to ditch the product or if you want to keep trying to work different angles and creatives and adjust your pages and optimize things. And then maybe one or two. You're going to see some good returns initially on and those are usually the ones that do best but i also go into it with a mindset that i'm not going to actually make a solid you know cash in my pocket until i scale this up like big budgets are the only answer you know because like we can talk about facebook ad strategies and stuff there's a million yeah. different approaches. obviously i asked that was like one of the first things i asked you about when i saw that you were um like initially achieving success with drop shipping, I was like, dude, like, how are you floating the uh, the money? <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing with drop shipping. Yeah, so so it's a it's a cash flow business, right? So even if I'm losing or breaking even, I'm actually seeing that money come back in before I have to turn around and go buy product, right? Okay. So you could run this in in the red, not forever, but if you have a credit line, you could burn. You have some cash, you could burn. You're also going to have your cash flow coming in from making sales. Right. Whereas I think with Amazon, there's payout. So you, you're going to have to you're going to have to time your cash flow. Right. If you're running paid traffic. So on this picture, give me a uh, I, I'm sharing my screen now. One of the uh, photos that actually we used in the thumbnail on one of your best days. Like what were you like? How, how much money did you spend on ads? I don't know. I don't know what I'm um, asking. If like, you look the, at the other the other screenshot I sent you from the same yeah. day. You want to pull that up? You'll actually see the whole breakdown, which is really cool. So you okay. can see in the Again, bottom. This is foreign to me, so maybe a little bit of a uh, breakdown. Yeah. So it's an app that that actually ties in with your store and your ad accounts and everything. You see the bottom left. I spent almost seventeen thousand dollars in Facebook ads, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nutty, man. Um, but my average order value was fifty-two dollars, which you can see right above that. And if you look at the bottom left over one the 2458 mm -hmm. so it was costing me in ads on average to make a sale was 25 bucks 2450 so i had about 26 dollars and change to to make money to make a profit right okay. and, and once you subtract product costs from that it was i was i hit a 17 percent margin which you can see at the bottom right and then also so we, actually, sorry to we pocketed no you're good we pocketed 6k for this Nice. And that's a 6K day. <laughs> yep. That's good. <laughs> I think anybody. Would be a happy. real 6K day, not an inflated 6K day. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, if you could do 6K, I'm pretty sure, what do you only, you only need like 3,300 a day to be a, a million uh, annual income. So, but to be fair, 
in dropshipping, realistically, it's not fair to put that expectation on yourself because it is going to have high peaks and valleys, which is something very different than Amazon from my understanding. Yeah, for sure. All right. And um, I'm going to turn off my screen share real quick because I wanted to just say what's up to some people in the uh, the comments. I was laughing. I want to say what's up, Joe. What's up, Vincent? Uh, what's up, Driss? Matt Fuller had me cracking up. He said 8K gets you a grand piano on green screen and 35K gets you a Lambo because he, he remembers that I mentioned yesterday that that is a green screen behind me, not a real uh, room. I was messing around looks, before we went live. Real. It looks real. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. This this software I'm using called StreamYard is amazing. But um, yeah, I was like swapping the backgrounds around. Well, before we, before we started, I actually asked him if he was at his parents' house because I know that's not his house. Yeah, my mom saw the stream yesterday and texted me like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, shout out to my mom if she's watching. <laughs> uh, Tomo a uh, random YouTube name. But what up? He asked if... I have Shopify and Printful integrated. So Printful, for the those of you that came from the dropshipping side of things, there are other ways to dropship outside of AliExpress. I mentioned that I sell print on demand and I dropship it by outsourcing it to other uh, companies that basically their software integrates with like my Amazon seller account, my Etsy account, my eBay account. Basically, it integrates with Shopify very easily. And... Um, free to use. I recommend a platform called Printful, which uh, I could pull up real quickly and show you if you just want to see like the baseline website. I'm kind of switching back and forth between screens here. But uh, eh, I'm going to go incognito, actually. I have a question for you, man. What's what's your margin on like what's what's your cost on a shirt? Yeah, so this person actually asked if it's reasonable to run Facebook ads to a Shopify store where you're using Printful to fulfill orders. And that feeds right into your question. So um, with the shirt that I sold most of, I sold probably in total around 2,500 to 3,000 of them. And I said sold because I, I actually had my Etsy account shut down and that was where I was selling most of them. Um, you know, it sucks. I was kind of public about that on my YouTube channel, but Etsy's kind of been burning a lot of bridges with their sellers. Um, that's a separate story. But yeah, base cost of the shirt that I sell most is $7.95. It's called the Gildan 64,000 soft style. Um, it's a pretty nice shirt, right? Yeah. And the average shipping to the United States. Yeah. It's, dude, I love it, man. I mean, personally, it's fitted. It's, uh, it's a true unisex shirt. Um, I've had about an even split down the middle selling to both men and women. I've never had a single complaint about it um, not being unisex. And yeah, if you take into account the $7.95, the average shipping within the United States is about $3.50. Actually, it's probably a little bit higher now. It's right around $4 now. Printful kind of reworked their shipping. So it's probably about $4 now. So you're all in for 12 bucks. And if you can sell the shirt for 20 and account for your fees, what's left is your Facebook uh, budget to work with. So what do you think, John? Like, well, a question, do you get a cost savings? If, if I sell you two shirts instead of one, do I pay once for shipping and then I pay? Yeah, you pay shipping? once, yeah. Yep. So you can make it work. What what I always say, because let's call the shirts a lower ticket item, right? Because they're going to be 15, 20, maybe 25, 30 bucks, depending on what the shirt is. Mm -hmm. Called a lower ticket item, which is kind of my specialty. So I would say that with lower ticket items, you should expect at scale, your cost is going to be ten to fifteen dollars per sale at uh, as high as fifteen to twenty, depending on how high you scale up. Like you saw, my average order cost was like twenty five bucks for at thirty five thousand dollars in one day. But keep in mind, the item was a forty dollar item with five bucks shipping on top. Yeah, I mean that's the that's probably the difference. Like, I think selling maybe higher ticket products might be a better strategy. I mean, I'm not a Facebook ads expert by any stretch, but like when I had my first, well, not my first, it was my second big success on Amazon merch, which is like Amazon's print on demand program. That's like free to join. You can list prime eligible print on demand products on their platform for free. Um, my second biggest success, which ultimately made me like just under five grand profit. And I did like $700 in a day of profit on my best day. I had that running 
through Facebook ads. Now, this is what's dumb. I was running to Amazon, but, you know, facing the learning curve, this was in 2017, uh, where you can't even track if you actually drove a successful conversion or not. But I, I don't think that was really what was driving the sales. And um, fast forward to 2018, late 2018, when I had the hat that I sold uh, about $8,000 worth in a single day, I was running Facebook ads to that as well, to Etsy, where you could actually see your conversions. Right. Know if it was working. But here's the thing, right? Like, I'm just being transparent. Like, I didn't run a good ad creative. My targeting, like, I didn't know what I was doing. So, you kind of threw it up. And it, you, but did you make money with yeah, it? I tested it, but like, I wouldn't say that it, it was successful. But I mean, if I showed you what I did, like, if we can go back in time, you'd be like, oh, crap, dude, you did all this wrong. <laughs> it is. You know, like, I was like targeting people that had interest in like any NFL team and, you know, it was like yeah. an NFL related hat. It wasn't infringing on NFL by any <laughs> just words. You were you weren't cashing in on the Kobe Bryant tragedy. No, <laughs> no. But um, yeah, I've seen some fucked up stuff, man. Dude, I dropped a video two days ago reviewing an Amazon merch tool called Merch Ninja, and for like ten minutes, I was just like laughing at the um, rejected designs that people were trying to upload to the platform because the tool actually has a feature that lets you see like what people have been getting banned for uploading. And um, it was amazing. It was like all Kobe Bryant, Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean? Super Bowl. So so to go back to the, the question about if you could sell it, I think you so, – so the couple ways to look at Shopify dropshipping, like unless you have solid products, maybe branded products, which is less typical, um, and you have a really, really solid U.S. fulfillment, you're typically looking at your business as like a one-off sale. That's it odds of your customer coming back and buying again because of amazing customer experience. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Like lifetime value. I saw that was um, one of the things in this, uh, in this picture. That app, I don't even know. I don't pay attention to it. Um, okay. It's like a, it's like a pre, pre. So are you able to bring people back though? Cause I see your average customer lifetime value, assuming the app is reporting correctly is only 20 cents higher. Than your average order profit, so you're, it's not. I I don't bank on people ever coming back, and that's just the nature of dropshipping. So really, like, the 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 best way to do it is to have some type of hybrid, right? Where you have strong U.S. fulfillment, like you're you're kind of like half a dropshipper, but you run a like more of a full on legitimate service based business here. Like that is the best way to do it because then you're not just fighting for profits up front, right? So, so to answer the question about the printful designs and if you sell with Facebook, I think, yes, you actually could. So maybe that first sale, you like break even or maybe you lose a couple dollars. Yeah. But if you have the advantage of a solid product and strong fulfillment, you have that customer to come back. What if you find winning products in the same niche, man? Then you could like, you know, add them to your mailing list and try to like bring them back with a coupon and whatnot. Exactly. So that's, that's the stuff that gets me excited, man. Like, but that's 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 hard, man. And that's I what you put the time into because it's it's effort, it's energy, it's it's delayed gratification. But it's it is it's business. That's that's real business. Versus, I think of dropshipping as when you're like traveling to like some country like Italy or something. There's like the street market, and you're never going to see that guy again. But he tries to get a really good deal with you, like, and that's it, and you're gone, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's how you have to think about Shopify dropshipping. That's how I imagine it too. But I also imagine that like probably the top tier, most successful drop uh, dropshippers probably do have like systems in place. You know, maybe it's not all automated. Maybe a lot of it is reliant on like hiring virtual assistants to, um, like you said, like do some of the legwork, not just to hit like a crappy email that won't work, but to like actually write a good one. Yep. That, um, you know what I mean? Looks at the different products and whatnot. But the email is going to be predicated on if the customer actually wants to read your email and wants to do business with you again. Right. So for sure. You, you got to be creative, man. <laughs> so I think, I think the best thing to do is to move into, if you're going to stick with dropshipping through Shopify and Facebook ads, it's a must to get into a strong relationship with a U.S. fulfillment center. And that's maybe that's interesting too. I was like going to ask you about that, but also real quick, um, someone dropped a comment. How do you find creatives? So you can either grab content throughout the web, through YouTube, through, you know, AliExpress, a lot of the products now, they're actually putting together some decent videos that you can chop up and mix in with other content. Um, you can make it yourself. I've made product videos myself. 
So, so that's one way to do it for thumbnails. I literally just do Google searches and, and I'll, I've got some pretty cool methods and angles I take on that, but it's, it's nothing complicated really. Um, but when it comes to videos always, I find typically work best unless you're selling apparel, for example, like if you're trying to sell the benefits of a cosmetic or like a hair serum or something like that, you need a good video, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I remember I asked you about that actually like a week ago or so. And I was surprised. It actually makes sense too, that they would like help people that are selling their products for them with uh, some good creatives. Yep. Well, one thing I do want to say now that we're talking about kind of like the evolution and where you need to go in this business, I have a belief after doing this for several years now. And prior to that, I, I was helping brands do this that were US based and doing their own fulfillment and everything. I believe, especially today with ad costs. And if you, if you stick with dropshipping in the traditional model, you're not going to get more than typically one sale on that customer. I believe mm -hmm. as a Shopify dropshipper, once you get your feet wet, you find some success, you either need to lock down US fulfillment and solid sourcing from China and have all your systems in place if you want to continue to, to win in this business or you need to go the CPA route. And I don't know if you've talked much about like CPA affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. That's basically drop shipping without having to slim. Say again? Aren't the margins slim? No, man, but it just depends on your network, right? So like like I'm I'm working with a network right now. I'm starting to do some CPA marketing. And the payout, what I get paid to help to make a sale on their site. So if I drive traffic to their store and I get us I get them a sale, the payout is actually higher than I would make selling the product myself. <laughs> because They've done the other thing that we talked about where they've fulfilled, they've stocked up the product. They have good backend systems. They know how to get that customer to buy three or four times as much. So, so I was going to ask too, like, what's the, uh, what's the, like the AliExpress for finding us based suppliers with AliExpress? You, if you actually pull up a, like is there a website that's for, um, pull up, pull up, um, can you pull up your browser right now and I'll show you? Yeah. 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 What's the just website? Go, just go to aliexpress.com. I'll show you something pretty cool. <coughs> Where am I going? Uh, just type in like um, mascara. I like how the first one is Air Force One. They're just blatantly saying like, yeah, just go ahead and rip off Nike. <laughs> mascara. I do not know how to. Oh, I did good. I spelled it right. Don't worry. They got, they got you. Now, if you go to filters, I can't see the. Let's see, um, ships from, see where the drop down was ships from. Ships no, no, no. Uh, from. Keep going. Uh, oh, ships from. Right do US. Oh crap, so dude, that's, that's crazy. Click on the first one. The first product? Yep. That that thing my buddy did like a million dollars in a month with like a 15% margin, by the way. Damn, dude. So look at, and it's pretty interesting. Look at the cost comparison. So one unit is going to be anywhere from $1.11 to $1.97. So hit China first, where it says ships from. So it's going yeah. to cost you, and then go down to where it says to US. Wait, why is it, what? what? I'll show you, I'll explain everything. So hit China and go down right there, right there, that, that right there. Hit that. And then hit e-packet, the third one down. And why hit are e-packets costing? I thought that they were free. Not no, I'll explain it. So hit apply. So basically this is saying that it's going to cost you $2.63 for shipping to the U.S. with e-packet and then about two bucks a unit, right? Okay. So, so this is how the low ticket game is going to work when it comes to shopping. This gets it to consumer. Exactly. Hmm. So so this is going to cost, you could sell the first one for 15, 20 with shipping, and then you've got a $15 margin. Then the second one, you maybe sell them for, 13 a piece so you charge the customer 25 26 bucks about 30 31 with shipping but your cost only goes up two dollars so your margin actually grows right but just so you see the difference in the fulfillment now click the us sorry I just set up a banner pumping up your ecom wolves facebook <laughs> group <laughs> all right us so now your shipping costs went up two dollars but well, actually not even two dollars like a dollar fifty and your fulfillment time is now four to seven days. Would you agree that is totally worth paying the extra dollar fifty for? 
Well, that's something that you would know better than anybody because you're the one that has to deal with the uh, 100% man. The return rates and the complaints. To chargebacks, to return rates, yeah. all the headaches. So so if someone were watching this right now that is either doing dropshipping or thinking about doing dropshipping, the best thing to do is to find suppliers with the product you're testing or scaling or selling right now with this mm-hmm. and or if you don't have something that's working yet, go these channels to find uh, suppliers based out of China that have the option to do, bring to us on your behalf without charging you up front because that's going to put you in a position to get your repeat customers to cut down your chargeback rates. You may make five to 10% more by shipping direct out of China, but it's going to cost you maybe just as much if you uh, have slower shipping times or a less consistent supplier. One yeah, thing really to note, let me let me note one thing here too. About half of these fucking suppliers. Can I cuss on here or no? Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, half of these fucking suppliers <laughs> are lying to you, and they're not actually shipping out of the U.S. They just list it. So okay. that's good to note too. Test it. That's the most yeah. important thing. Is test it. Do a test, do a test, 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 test. It yourself. It costs you five bucks, and it can save you thousands. So when you say test, you mean like sample order, kind of like how you do for FBA, like order one to yourself and watch yeah, the shipping time, see the package it comes in. Exactly. Yeah, that's good advice, man. I agree. And, and so the, the long-term game is is not with like a simple click, 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 click. It's with testing it and then working a relationship with this person because you're not going to want to sell that product forever. Typically, like when you find a good product and you scale it, it's going to have about a month of life, right? Like at scale before you burn it out and competition jumps on. So a month on average, you'd say? About a month, maybe a little bit longer. But if you don't scale it up as aggressively and less competition comes in, you could ride it. My business partner, he's been still selling the same product for like six months at like three to 5K a day with like 30 to 40% profits. Mm. And he lives in Argentina. So he's actually a fucking king, right? So yeah, that's that's, that's like making like five to 10K a day US. That is, that's the true dream. That's the dream. Guys, that's a good note, man, because this is an international audience, by the way. Like, we've already got people here from France. Uh, what up, Curtis? And yeah, I mean, like, I've definitely paid attention, like, a lot. And I'm sure you know, too, you've got your Facebook group. So it's good to note that, like, this is open to business internationally. Um, that is a common question I get, too, related to selling on Amazon, which is, like, one of the biggest things that I talk about, one of the common threads, you know? It's there's more challenges with Shopify. Well, there I don't know if there's more versus Amazon because I don't know Amazon, but there's definitely challenges that getting come. in is hard <laughs> for right. people internationally. You, you know? need to have a business entity. You need an ITIN number. I don't know how difficult that is to get. If you have a social security number, you're like gold. Like you, you're you're set. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could definitely make it work in other countries. It's just you're gonna have other challenges. It's unfortunate. It's just a reality. Yeah, and the the tip about getting like a you know, most people don't want to hear it probably, but it's like one of these things that's just kind of true. It's like, if you can't get accepted into a program like Amazon Merch, Amazon KDP, um, Amazon Seller Central, you know, they're all different kind of entities and they all have application processes. And it could even be like Etsy, although Etsy seems to be more um, open to letting international sellers in. But like, you do have options about registering a business in the United States. It is costly. I am not an expert on how much it should cost, but I did um, partner with, I mean, partner, but I do have a recommended law firm that specializes in this. I had a bunch of calls with them, vetted them to make sure they're good. And they have basically turnkey services. I'm like looking over here at my blog. I might as well just pull it onto my main screen and show you where I'm going. Um, but they, they basically have right here on my blog, join Amazon Merch as a non-US citizen. That's cool. You got that set up, man. That's super Yeah. Cool. And literally like they rather than go through the steps, I think, yeah, that is it. All right. So each of those buttons, basically, this will get you the tax ID that you need. That's like the biggest part of getting rejected during your application, having a tax ID. Um, that'll be associated with your business entity, not you as a person, because they can't get you citizenship. Um, they'll get you a U.S. bank account and your business. Uh, the all-in cost, I think, though, is like twelve hundred U.S. dollars, which is you know that's also got their profit built in. 
So if you are like a lawyer or something and you want to try to do it yourself, I'm sure there's avenues. Um, but if not, though, you know, think of it as a business expense. It's an investment. So, you know, it sucks, but it is what it is. My business partner, he's uh, he's going to be moving here later this year from Argentina. And he is unfortunately his best option to get on like a fast track for a visa and eventually potential citizenship. He has to buy a franchise in the u.s cash tell him your gym <laughs> cash he can't tell him your gym, dude. that's a good idea but it's not a franchise so hmm. dude open okay. a second location and call it a franchise dude he has to buy a franchise how insane is can that can it be like opening a papa john's franchise out of curiosity I think, yeah, but it's like, but that's going to cost probably like half a million dollars. Oh, yeah, that was a bad example. Maybe Subway. I think their strategy yeah, was yeah, yeah. quantity over quality, which that also nuts? In, but that's, that's nuts, man. We, we really are. Have, we are so freaking lucky. We got born. We are, man. Born. That's something that like I try not to take for granted personally. And part part of being like in the like a, an influencer in this space and seeing kind of like the the struggle of just getting an account with some of these programs that other people have to face, man. Yeah. It really puts it in perspective for sure. For sure, man. Um, all right. Joe has a question. Actually, we skipped Matt. Let me see. Uh, Matt says, John, are you using dropship integrate integrators that represent multiple suppliers like inventory sources or those that integrate exclusively with Shopify, such as Oberlo? So those are apps that tie in with your store that actually connect you with suppliers directly that have stock and sometimes will have us warehouses. So it's a middleman. Yeah. So, but I, but I actually work direct with like the method I showed you guys. I'd rather find one, test them out, build a relationship because let's go back to that mascara example. If I, if I test them out with their mascara product and they, they deliver on their promises, if I build a relationship and I say, Hey, I want to do business with you guys. I'm selling this already at scale. You guys want to stock up for me and, and fulfill these orders. Like you, you kind of have some negotiating power there. Do you put and any then, faith in the feedback score here? Say again? Do you put any faith in this feedback score here? So no, I, don't, I don't trust like half the numbers I see on this site. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like when I look at Alibaba for, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I don't put any faith in it either. I'm not trying to knock them. Um, no, but like, like you said, definitely, they pay people order is the best way to know if they're good straight yeah. up <laughs> and then and then just work directly either work through referrals like i've got an amazing network with drop shippers um so i i could obviously connect you guys i'm, I'm here to help in any way just reach out to me um so relation this is like a relationship-based business whether it's working with your vendors or working with other you know i don't want to say competitors but other people doing the same thing like that's that's probably been the biggest thing for me is just having a strong network and I'm sure it's been the same for you. Probably more other guys and gals in this space too, right? You know, for me, like I've been more of the solopreneur as far as the um, approaches to business. Really, I mean, I take four approaches. It's really like FBA, merch, KDP, and then print on demand. And I kind of split them up. If you guys check out my income reports, um, you know that how I kind of split them up. But I have been transparent, baby. He's transparent. Dude, you want to you want to you want to laugh? Like I was uh, talking to my. I mean, I, I left my job, but I was talking to the uh, the CEO who I worked with for like almost six years, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, if you ever do end up getting a another job, I'll put in a good word." But as far as working on teams goes, <laughs> he's like, "I don't know if like that's your strong suit." And I was like, "I was like, dude, I agree. I like working by myself personally." But a strong network for things like finding suppliers, I can see how that would help. Like just like sharing ideas, you know, like I can show, look at this. I don't know if you could see it on the screen, but this is, uh, yeah, there it is. Wait, I can send it directly to you. I think, is it going to let me No, it let me down. There it is. Wait, there you go. Like I shared this live with some of the guys like this. It's the e-com. Is it open to the public? Uh, no, it, it is private. So if you're in drop shipping, I'm happy. So what about the Facebook group? Is that the? Uh, That's I mean, it. your Facebook group did seem active. I can show it really quickly. Yeah, it's, we're pretty freaking active, man. Yeah, definitely seems. Um, like so what you're pulling that up? Let me ask you a couple questions. So you just you just quit your job, man? How long? How how did that feel? Uh, dude, I mean, as you would imagine, amazing liberating um i'm still not like settled into the kind of 
I don't want to say like mindset, like definitely as far as like sitting down and working, like I don't struggle to like actually get work done on a day-to-day basis. Um, but I've only been, you know, it's been a week and I spent four days in Florida visiting my girlfriend. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? What, but tell everyone about how, cause you started this journey years ago. I remember sitting on my couch in Arlington, like two and a half, three years ago, That's true. Yeah. having a discussion, you just worked with that guy, Daniel, that I'm sorry. I connected. Oh with. yeah. Let's go back in time and tell, share that story, man, for the people that want to know, like, uh, as far as like Amazon FBA goes, which was my, that's what really got my passive income journey started. If you guys do go to my website and check out my income reports dating back to like early 2017, uh, my first profits came from Amazon uh, FBA. Sorry, did I say merch? I meant to say FBA. No, you got it. Um, yeah. And I tried to learn FBA for some time, months. Uh, unsuccessfully, as you guys know, that have tried on your own, man, it ain't easy. It's not easy at all. And there's plenty of good free info out there that will tell you at a high level, like what you need to know to really do it. But if, if you follow up with action, there's going to be a lot of gaps that you need to fill in. Like I remember struggling with like shipping to the United States after your order. And I didn't place the order first, like before I parted ways with a thousand or $2,000, I wanted to know the whole plan. And I was like, well, how do, how do we do shipping? Like air shipping was easy. You know, the suppliers can do that for you usually, but that's twice as much money. I, w- I want to know how to ship by sea. And then I remember spending like two weeks trying to figure that out. It was absurd. And um, ultimately I invested in a coach that I met through John. I was at a, uh, what was that thing that we were at? The business, like local business? BNI. BNI. What does that stand for? Business Networking International. Yeah. So you were giving like a keynote speech at that event. And uh, I came out to support that morning at the end after, you know, because everybody went around the room, kind of talked about like what business they represented and whatnot. And uh, at the time, I was really the nine to five guy with the second job, you know, a web developer teaching web development. And then also the guy who said, if you guys need any help with building a website, web hosting, anything like that, that was kind of my my pitch. Um, back then. But one of the other guys there said, Hey, I'm an Amazon seller. I was like, Oh damn. I was like, I got to talk to him before I leave. And the rest is really history. He was like, yeah, I'm already coaching people. I can take you on. Um, Well, he didn't say it like that. He he had an interview. We met up another time to make sure that I was a good fit. Ultimately it worked out, got me up and running with FBA and I just scaled it from there. I mean, honestly, I think. So he actually took care of you. He took care of me hundred percent. Yeah. Good, and I, mean, I was worried. Cause at first I was like, oh shit. Like, cause I remember you, you said it wasn't so good. Well, there were, you know, I've, yeah, there were still like details that were not like explicitly stated that I, if you join my course, as some of you guys may know, I did take like a year and a half to write what I call the most in-depth FBA course in existence, where basically there's like no gaps. Like I filled in every single gap that I think you could ever want to know. It's probably too much information. Um, but yeah, he got me, I mean, no, no complaints, man. He got me there. He got me where I needed to be. But I think within like 10 months, I was doing more revenue, like from start to finish 10 months, doing more revenue on a daily basis than he was on average. So, cause he was so focused on the coaching, which is yeah, actually, his attention, really, yeah. dude, this is a really important thing to talk about because I think you and I are, we're both building our platforms and are growing our audiences because we actually want to help people in the space, but we also want to be practitioners too, because I think it's very, 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 very common, especially in any make money thing, but now specifically Amazon and Shopify, both kind of similar worlds, right? But different. There's so many people pitching how to, how to, how to kill it that aren't actually killing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. My website. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, uh, Ryan's method.com for the, um, if you want to check out the FBA course, just tons of information on the sales page alone. And if you're new to my, uh, so my whole brand and what I've got going on, you can also just go to Ryan slash Amazon FBA. And I post like a ton of just blog posts, information, etc. Um, just putting a lot of info out there for free. One thing he does that most people don't do, he releases freaking like income statements and income reports. Like that's awesome. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Might as well plug that too while we're here. Um, yeah, just January 2020. Or no, let's go to, yeah, January 2020. Why not? The most recent one. 
And he's been doing this since when he wasn't since my first money. profits. And I go in depth in all these income statements. So if you're interested in the, the grind in the climb, um, you can literally see it like on the sidebar here. This shows all of my income reports dating back to April 2017 when I made my first $42.54. <laughs> so if you want to see what it's like scaling an FBA business, you know, and plus you can do it faster. I mean, I, I was very cautious. Um, but I it's still because it's important that people hear that because like I may be more of a freaking gunslinger, but I've also gotten burned pretty bad multiple times, right? So it's like, both ways can work. You just have to, it's, it's like any game in life. You just have to kind of look at your position that you're in right now and what you want to accomplish and how fast you want to do it. And then you, you call your plays from there. Right. And there's nothing wrong with taking three years to build it. Well, you're, you're, if you get there, man, and each, each failure is a learning experience. Just be better and move, move on and be better. Don't, don't risk everything though on a, on a project that might not work, you know, good advice. But, um, Someone asked to keep bringing it back to drop shipping. Like, how do you deal, Melissa? What's up? How do you deal with an unexpected long delay in shipping to customers? I do print on demand from Hong Kong and China direct with manufacturers. Oh, that's crazy. So, wait, you're doing print on demand from there? That's yeah, interesting. I bet it's super cheap. Selling product types. Probably, probably three to five dollars an order in cost. <laughs> mm. So, what do you do with long delays, though? Like, uh, you figure it out right? Like it's just, it's part of, it's the nature of the beast, like getting us fulfillment. Like we talked about the long-term game is, is the answer. In the meantime, typically what we do with customers that aren't happy, we offer them a percentage back, like, like 20% off or 30% okay. off and you try, you to apologize. try to keep the sale because, you know, I mean, you kind of, kind of whatever numbers and expectations and stuff. The last thing you want to do is get a charge back plus a return or something like that, you know? Yeah. 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 That, that definitely will eat into your margins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Melissa, that's awesome that you're doing that. I would love to uh, to learn more. If you want to shoot me a message on Facebook or an email or anything like that, it's definitely interesting. But um, what's up, guys? Just wanted to say hello one more time and uh, hit that like button if you are enjoying the content that we're sharing here in the uh, the live. And thank you for checking it out. And one last time, check out the E-Commerce Wolves Facebook group if you haven't already. I feel like I'm on the, on the Joe Rogan show right now. <laughs> Dude, I mean, hey. Why not plug it, man? Like you're doing good, good work over there. You're making me look bad, honestly, because you're yeah. way more active in your group than I am. But I do my best. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, we don't even have a course yet together. We've just been doing like beta groups, just helping people. Like, in, Yeah, he's running beta groups, teaching people how to get started um, for free. Just hop on over to the Facebook group. One of, one of the guys that, that joined our beta group, our first one we did in December, he found a product. Actually, he found a product I shared because – Okay, I'm, I'm going to share a quick story, right? Yeah. So I, was, I, I We talked about where do you source your content. I found this one men's cosmetic that someone else was selling through like a spy tool. I saw someone else was, had all these videos of guys putting on makeup and stuff. I was like. Dude, I, I was going to ask if that was like a hair care product. No, it was a uh, men's um, um, BB cream. So. so stop like, giving out my beauty secrets. Listen, listen to this. You're, you're going to shit your pants when I tell you this. So I was like, I was like, okay. There's no way that's working, but I looked at the metrics on it. I was like, wow, they're freaking crushing it. But the problem was it was only videos of Chinese, right? Which can be a turnoff for some markets. So, so typically like not to sound like a freaking bigot or a racist, but like a Caucasian male or female is typically going to be received best. Dude, the through, data like, speaks local. for itself. That should be stated. Right. When I'm teaching at, at George Mason, the university I teach at web development, I always talk about how with the internet, we split test, we look at the results, the data speaks for itself. So you're not racist for saying that like, if you're selling Thanks to- Thanks my back on that. Yeah. So so I actually bought the product myself and I, I did a video putting on this freaking cosmetic. And then I shared it in that WhatsApp group and I tested it and I kept running the ad account issues with it. So I actually just moved on. But the guy saw that in in the whatsapp group and he's like i'm gonna test that too and he used my videos and the one of all the chinese guys doing it too and interestingly side note interesting enough he did scale it and the chinese guys actually outperformed me <laughs> so <laughs> i thought that was pretty hilarious um but he he took our process that we show right and he 
uh, was able to take this product in within two to three weeks to five to six K a day with about 30% profit margin. And he set up us fulfillment. 30%. And would that be, I guess, you know, to someone like me, that's about average high. Low. And so, so once you get past like three to five K a day in sales, like depending, like if we're talking like my game that I play more of like the low ticket, higher volume, mm-hmm. you expect, well, once you get over that kind of like three to five K threshold, you're going to expect like 15 to 20% solid. If you get over 20% great, if you get 10%, like at high, high revenues, you're doing okay. You know, but like 30% at like five to six K a day consistently is freaking awesome. Yeah, dude. And I'm assuming he's testing like a ton of products, right? Like he must be to get, or he's super lucky. Typically you don't, uh, I'm trying to think of a saying like lightning doesn't strike twice or I don't know. You know what I mean? Typically the same person, it's not just like everything he touches turns to gold. No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, but, but like he, I, I just share that. Cause like we talked about like the beta group and the process we show, like that's, that's an example of the right product with the right audience working with the right strategy too. You know, so that's like a good, a great scenario when it comes to dropshipping. Cool. Yeah, that's good to know. And uh, anybody that's watching, like we've been going for 51 minutes, we'll probably wrap up when we get to that hour mark. So if you have any questions, um, now would be a good time to ask and we'll try to uh, answer them before we wrap up. And uh, this would probably be a good time to show some uh, those pictures that we were talking about. <laughs> Oh, wait, I got to move this. Oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like digging through Facebook and trying to find some photos of me and John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was at our buddy's birthday. What, like, like four years ago? ago? Yeah, something like that. We need to find one from like 10 years ago. And uh, dude, I know I wanted to find older pictures, but somehow they all got deleted when you got knocked off Facebook. This is the funniest one I could find. <laughs> <laughs> back when i had a shaved head uh it's funny dude. that must have been 2008 or 9 that was a long time ago and alcohol was consumed that night as you can tell yeah. looks like a christmas party or something it was like halloween with what i wherever the fuck i was wearing yeah but um, <laughs> we have known each other for like 10 years so that's your, of, that's the best i can do as far as proof goes dude all of our fraternity brothers are gonna watch us and be like oh, i didn't that. mention we were in the same fraternity you weren't supposed to say that that's got a negative connotation darn man uh, oh well secrets out but um yeah i mean as far as that goes like you know roommates fraternity brothers and obviously like shared interest in e-commerce business whatever entrepreneurship you know it only took me 10 years to convince you to quit your job you know what man about 10 on the dot probably <laughs> <laughs> for what it's worth like you quit your job while we were still living together so you were a year older than us for, or for, than me. I so think you were hurt. Right? I just walked in like an afternoon or no, late morning. You're like, what are you doing? I was like, I just quit my job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, why are you here? Yeah. Um, well, not what I recommend here. everyone does, but uh, it's what I chose, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So no questions so far. Um, you By the way, the replays are going to stay up. So you can always just drop a comment on YouTube, on Facebook. I'm actually streaming to Periscope and Twitch. Uh, part of this like stream software lets me post videos to up to like five platforms at a time. I want to stream to LinkedIn, but like you have to apply. So I dropped an application. What's Peris- up, Richard? Is Periscope is still alive. Apparently it is. But as soon as I get accepted to stream on LinkedIn, I'm going to start doing that instead of Periscope. <laughs> I heard LinkedIn is like the next platform that's going to be exploited and blown up. Dude, it's already been, man. There's, I think they're called pods. I saw this on a, um, if anybody's still watching that knows like CoffeeZilla and Mike Winnett, there are two people that go after like fake gurus, the guys who sit in front of Lambos and like are full of crap and they do like takedown pieces and whatnot. And Mike Winnett was like, I mean, his that's not his real name. It's like his alias. I think because of something to do with like his original LinkedIn account, he was one of the like original massive LinkedIn influencers and somehow he like got in trouble or got like kicked off. Or maybe it was that when he sold his, his online digital education business, he couldn't use that name. But like he talked about, I think they're called pods. And essentially it's like groups where when you post stuff, you all back each other's content, like, share, comment. 
And it's essentially just gaming the algorithm and getting tons of organic exposure. I love it. I think it's great. We should tell yeah, him. Totally <laughs> so, so he was bashing it or he was just like pointing it out? No, no. He was just something that he uh, had talked about in one of his videos. It was probably like a background video on him. Um, yeah, check that. Check Mike win it out on YouTube though. I was yeah. gonna say, I'm all about that, man. Like you should absolutely figure out how the algorithm works and play to every – it's like – it's just getting exposure honestly that's why i'm trying to be better at live streams too because like i told you before this it's like i scheduled the live stream and then youtube is like promoting it on the the homepage of people that are subscribed you know it's cool man yeah anyways guys thank you for checking out our stream uh it's been a pleasure john thank you for being here thanks for having me. one last time i guess i will uh by the way there's a link in the description the first link that's there uh points to his YouTube channel that you've been posting to for like what a month now you should have gotten started earlier obviously oh, three yeah I know I know we, we had a we had to rent the Lambo that Lambo is rented by the way that you see it, I do not own but, it yo, tell the story real quick you don't have to go super in depth but like you were in Miami and you rented a a Lamborghini because you were in Miami is that where you were yeah so my my business partner was in our from Argentina was in for a couple of weeks, just uh, enjoying some time in Miami. And I plan to meet up with him. We got to go to the banks and the attorney and all the, all the business stuff. So he's an Instagram in like he, if you have an Instagram channel and you're willing to put some money in, he can grow you to like two, 300,000 followers. He has multiple uh, Instagram accounts of his own that have over 300,000 followers, which is insane. Dude, that's so, yeah. yeah. So he's like, okay, dude. So here's what we need to do. We need to rent the Lambo and make a bunch of content. I was like, you did uh, both. And also I just wanted to say, there's nothing wrong with renting a Lambo in Miami. I think that's almost like, I want to say a requirement, but it's one of those things. It's like, if you're in Miami and you're not driving a Lambo, you probably stand out more than if you are. <laughs> and I also, I also took time within the content, which we made a couple of videos. You'll see where I talk about how I rented a Lambo, which I think is the most important thing versus one of those guys that rents it and pretends like it's his. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you've and got that, like videos from your sessions in Miami in your group, right? Because I already watched some of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and also something really important to, to talk about too when it comes to, you know, creating like a following or whatever it is. Unfortunately, car sells, sex sells, like all those things are in reality, that's what attracts people. I think what, what like it, our responsibility is to share the truth, but maybe use those things to get people's attention, but then tell them like the truth about how this business actually works. For sure. They'll listen to us because we're in the Lambo, but the best thing we could do is rent the Lambo, make the video, but in the video, tell, tell them speak our real truth. You know? Absolutely, dude. And that's honestly like something that I know both of us kind of, that's one of our like guiding principles um, in our business and our brand. And, you know, like I said, my income reports are transparent. You can go dig up income reports where I had like, $10,000 profit from Amazon FBA one month. And then we go into the fourth quarter and they introduce those new storage fees. And I dipped into the negatives yep. because the storage fees just destroyed me, you know, and I just call it a learning experience. I keep it real. So, you know, I know we're both doing that. And uh, yeah, anyways, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. We are just about one hour and um, yeah. Thanks for stopping by guys. Thanks for having me, man. Yep. We'll see you guys in the, uh, the Facebook groups, by the way, um, say what's up Ryan's method, passive income and e-com wolves drop shipping sorry ecom drop shipping wolves and and guys if you have ryan didn't ask me to say this i'm just going to say it if you are on the fence if you've been following him for a while if you've been thinking about doing any kind of amazon business that he that he sh has built these courses on like he's the most transparent person i've ever met when it comes to making money online specifically with amazon so like now is the time to take action on that because i know for a fact I, my only re regret in dropshipping is that I didn't do it a year before when it was probably 10 times easier and less competitive and I could have made more money with it. I hesitated. So, right. So if you've been thinking about this for a while, like I'm actually here today, like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, has put me here today to tell you to do it. So Ryan, do you have any sort of like promo code or incentive for them to, to jump at one of your courses today? Dude, this is not planned, but you know what? I still have the same promo code active from my live stream last week, which was the uh, first live stream I'd ever done. And the promo code is unemployed. <laughs> it was literally the last day of my job. So 
Guys, um, transparently is still active. It's 20% off. And I guess I can just extend it to one week from now when I leave for my second trip to Florida to, um, again, celebrate one last time uh, being unemployed. So nice. thank you guys. Take action on that. Don't screw yes. around. You, you know, you, you if you sign up that. for my courses, like you literally get my exact methods that I made. I mean, I, I did. I cracked seven figures in sales in 2019 on Amazon alone while working two day jobs. So, well, one day job and one night job. So, oh, if anyone, if anyone does um, take action on this uh, as a bonus, and this is not planned, we did not premeditate any uh, of this. Uh -oh. um, send me a, send me a message on Facebook, tag me in the group, whatever, get a hold of me. I'll throw you a mini course too on, on dropshipping where I basically just reveal store setup, testing products, scaling everything. That's sick, man. I already saw people achieving success in your beta group. So I know that's good stuff. Anyways, you know what I, the real takeaway is as I wrap this up is that we need to plan better next time we go live.